0: south wales are you ready to rewind 80s the mixtape tour comes to town saturday may the 8th 2021 after the full house we had in victoria tickets are selling fast in new south wales wear your 80s attire and get your singing voice ready as we bring you all the greaties from the eighties. to get your tickets www.alburyentertainmentcentre.com.au and we'll see you in around seven weeks see you then
1: Welcome, guys. Hello there. How are you? I'm Jay Jovi. I'm Sammy
0: Hardon. This is the 80s
1: montage.
0: And it's our part two of the Prince special. Oh, what? And you know what? Everyone's been writing in going, you guys are fucking crazy, but we love you.
1: <laughs> yeah, Look, Prince uh, yeah. number
0: two. Prince part two.
1: Far out, mate. We got to 1985. We're going to pick up with 1986 today.
0: That's right. So we've just played Mountains from the Parade album. Good. I love Mountains. It took me a long time to appreciate that track though. Yeah? I wasn't a Kiss chick. Right. I thought Kiss was a little bit commercial.
1: Okay, yeah. And I'm
0: sure there's Prince fans that do agree. Yeah. But Mountains, Another Hole in Your Head was that on this one? Parade? I think it was. Was. Have a vinyl. I think it was. I think I've got this vinyl. Yeah. I don't
1: have many Prince vinyls because um you can't fucking buy the originals anymore. No. Because no, I've got the people, originals. And this is what I found. People don't get rid of Bowie or Prince no. albums. They no. hold on and to And I them.
0: don't think his estate will re-release them.
1: No, that's it. That's I exactly do right. have
0: Parade on record, but I couldn't find it before no. today. Mm. I can't remember. Yeah. But mountains that was a kind of surprise, wasn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. more than you expected. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Looked cheap but it was fucking, it worked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, chocolate Kinder all over surprise. your teeth. For
0: anyone who doesn't know what a Kinder Surprise <laughs> is, it's a lolly in Australia which is like an Easter oh, egg. Oh, people know what a fucking. Do you think they do yeah, Yes.
1: <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know what Coca-Cola is, it's a lovely Isn't drink. Is an
0: American thing as well?
1: Yeah, they're all around the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I think they're wow. Scandinavian, but they're all around the right, world. Yeah,
0: they might be, you're right. That's right, they come from Norwegian Oh, or my God. Yeah, they've got big dicks. Um, if <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's a bit Did early for this. Did you ever collect
0: them as an adult, though? Like, Kinder how Surprise. fucked up was Kinder Surprises?
1: I used to eat them before I realised there was a toy oh, in there. I used to collect
0: all their toys. Did you? Yeah. I, col-
1: you? I collect different toys.
0: With me? I do too now, I do. Yeah. After hearing Bambi by Prince, I do.
1: <laughs> Good. Let's get into it. Yeah. So 1986, Parade was the album. This was the soundtrack for Under the Cherry Moon. Mm. It served as the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, that's bit, right.
1: They were a bit more separated than they like were. Purple Rain was, yes. which was completely integrated, you know. Yep, yep, this yep. could sort of stand alone without the film. Have you seen the film? Oh. It's a bit of a stinker. Look, let's be honest. I've tried. Yeah, yeah. We've mentioned the film before because it had uh, Kristen Scott Thomas in it, and it, it was her first film, her first mm. feature film. Yeah, I love her. I watched her in something the other night, Mission Impossible. Oh, no. Um That's Now, Kiss went to number one. <laughs> it, did. it did. Yes, it did. Kiss went to number one. Not a fan. I loved the clip. And the clip was amazing. Yeah.
0: The clip sold it really. Oh,
1: fuck yeah. Yeah.
0: With the whole midriff top and the pants like and Like the, the bolero outfit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: fucking. Um, who was the chick who he was dancing with with the sash over her fucking head?
0: Oh, the, the black um, yeah. scarf. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't. wasn't it? But there were rumors it was Vanity, but it wasn't Vanity. Uh, she looked a lot like Vanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no idea, just an extra. Oh,
1: I can't remember who it is.
0: Should a hair job back with a ponytail, yeah. Yeah. That was a very clever dance routine. In fact, I try and bust that dance routine out when we do Kiss to (laughs) make it more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not much interesting about it. You know what I
1: found out about Prince today when I was sort of having a bit of a read? He was classically trained in ballet. He studied ballet in in, uh, high school. I never knew that. I never knew that. Well,
0: kind of makes sense. Well, it
1: made. Well, he was kind of like a natural mover, With but I split never jumps. realized he was like a trained dancer. I thought it was just like, yeah. But fucking, he was doing it.
0: They must have had a dance school in Minneapolis. <laughs> must <have. laughs> they must dance have. They must have. Little Tots Dance School, That's Minneapolis. That's right. Bring them in. <laughs> little Tots, bring them in.
1: Mums and Bubs. Mums and Bubs. Now, there's a phrase that wants me. To, Makes me want to fucking vomit. What? Mums and bubs. Mums you know when that's written bubs. on things like, Oh yeah. yeah, come in, mums and bubs yeah. are welcome. Swimming. No, pools they're not. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that kind of keep
0: sh- your fucking kids out. <laughs>
1: yeah, shut up. Yeah. Stay home.
0: Take your undies off and shut up. <laughs> Absolutely. Mums and fucking bubs. Look, I don't see mums and bubs a- yeah. enough yes. because I don't have a bub. Right. And that's the one thing Prince <laughs> didn't have was children.
1: Oh, he as did. As much as he kind of tried, Try, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, the didn't ultrasound was
0: on one of the records.
1: Oh, Remember, he had, the little one had, um, I think it was called cloverleaf syndrome or something. Yeah. And survived. Very sad. For a while, very but sad. But what about
0: the cunts that tried to fucking say they were his son and shit when he died? <laughs> like all the people that tried to jump on the estate and, I'm oh, his son. Hello. I'm his brother. He's me dad. Yeah, yeah I right. deserve half of the yeah.
1: fucking estate. Play something then.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Play something then. Pick up a Surely fucking. It's pick genetic. up your
0: dick and try and use it.
1: <laughs> Play the skin flute. Go on. That's right. <laughs> Now, Kiss, number one, great clip and fucking, what's Wendy her name? Wendy was great. Wendy, Wendy fucking being tough Gorgeous. and cool. Tough,
0: and very fucking tough. Fucking awesome, Very mate. lesbian tough. Somebody had
1: to be tough in that clip. Fucking,
0: <laughs> I'd hang out with those chicks. Chick, Me chick. too. Yeah. We should hang out with them. I will yeah. organise that.
1: She wasn't putting up with anyone's shit, Nah. Mate. Now, in this year, 1986, this would be when, look, this second half of the 80s gets weird, let's face it. But Prince would write for a lot of people. He would write for a lot of people. And I think this was sort of a lot of the problem... ...was that Prince was producing too much material. And the, the fucking... ...Warner did not know how to slow him down. No, they couldn't keep up. He couldn't be slowed down no. and he couldn't be... ...they couldn't sort of like
0: you just weight and no. you know what I mean? He hated no.
1: it. He hated no, no. it. And this well, was you, sort of the well, beginning of the end. And, when and
0: this is a time where Madonna and Michael Jackson were putting out an album every four years. Yeah. And Prince is going every six months to a year.
1: Michael Jackson was every fucking <laughs> four years. You know what I
0: mean? And then Prince is obsessed in getting a $100,000 contract. As I, as I said. Because he thinks he deserves it and yeah. he fucking does. yeah. Put Prince in the studio yeah. on his own. can play
1: every He'll fucking instrument. will come out with
0: a fucking record. Something, Put yeah. Put Madonna and Michael.
1: Oh, they'll still be as in there. As much
0: as I love them, they, they should just shag. Yeah,
1: really. You know? Really.
0: I'd be better off in there fucking playing with them. Shag picks.
1: and make a porno and that will uh-huh. be a hit. Exactly. Um, good luck, Michael. So, But, but I mean, um, in this year, mm. what were we saying? Something about Prince. Oh, what?
0: Wanted to keep up. It
1: started sort of sticking in his neck.
0: You yeah. know, like Warner, yeah.
1: you know, even though they were very supportive of him at the beginning. And I I really believe they tried to be as supportive as possible, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's it's almost too much material. It yeah, got well, to that the stage. The downfall. Yeah, it got to the stage where and, and we'll talk about it sort of later on, he wanted to release three albums in one year. Three albums in one year, and it got nuts. Anyway, and then, uh, fucking history transpired, you know. But okay, so what we had was Kiss went to number one. He wrote "Manic Monday" for the Bangles, which went to number two. The album itself, under the Cherry Moon, went to number three. Wow. Yeah. He toured extensively. He actually toured a lot with Parade. Yeah, Um, that was a great tour. Yeah, yeah. A lot of recording happened in 86 and 85. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots happened behind the scene. So this is sort of where you've got a situation of like Warner sort of wanting to slow him down a little bit. Him not wanting to slow down. Him wanting just to have creative output and fuck. why should I? You know, go for it. He was having a few problems with Wendy and Lisa because they were sort of claiming that they weren't getting enough credit, I guess. You know, it was all underprints, and they wanted more recognition for their work and their contribution.
0: They wanted more money.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Basically. Which is recognition in yeah. in physical yeah. terms, you know. Yeah. Like in, I don't yeah.
0: know how oh, – look – I don't know what happened here. It's a bit of a blur. Like I think when you ask for more money Mm. you've really got to ask why you're asking for it. Is he not giving you enough or is it because you want more money? I'm not sure whether Prince would have cut them off.
1: Because he was bored or out of spite or anything. He was very loyal. I think he
0: had money problems.
1: He was very loyal.
0: Yeah, Yeah. very loyal and – Astrologically when we look at his chart at the end of this session, his whole money thing I don't think
1: he had money problems necessarily here. I think the thing with Wendy and Lisa was that it was like, Fuck, you are on such a great wicket, you guys i will I will keep you working with me for the rest of your yeah, life that's potentially
0: right, that's right
1: and here you are whinging because you want more money yeah. like you how much are you making you know yeah, you're out there to working else. yeah you're yeah. out there working and gigging isn't this what you want to do aren't you musician like isn't this what you want to do you're making a good fucking living from he wouldn't have liked the
0: it would have felt like he wasn't trusted by them. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And he wouldn't have been able to resolve that for himself.
0: No, no, no. And that's the thing is that
1: he wouldn't Wendy have been and Lisa
0: could have done whatever they wanted. Yeah. They, they did and they did. They yeah, produced, they, they did. did commercials, they did tracks on mm. records. They've done fucking, oh, fuck, they've done and he,
1: everybody v- wanted them after they left. Yeah,
0: France. that's right, that's yeah, right. yeah. But what we don't realise is that Wendy and Lisa worked on a lot of other stuff that looks like they didn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: I don't think I would be surprised if I was Wendy and Lisa that Prince kind of burnt me a bit. I I don't think you should be surprised. And you don't know at that stage what they're going through. So they're young. Yeah. They're all of a sudden huge. They've been on stage with Prince and they do want to pay rise but – I don't think Prince was amazing with money. I think he had oh, issues around I, I money. I don't
1: imagine so, no. He would have just been in Prince land. Because
0: he sang about money a lot. Yeah. Money don't matter tonight. Yeah, 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 Even yeah. his first demos. See, his tours like were getting bigger. The shows yeah.
1: were getting bigger. They weren't just gigs. They were like to yeah. rival Michael Jackson, And you people know?
0: do see money when there's no money there. Yeah. It's, the, like, it's like, oh, well, there's bums on seats. There must be money. Yeah. But they don't understand... And I'm not saying this about Wendy and Lisa. There's, there's a lot of people asking for their fucking money. Yeah. The record company for one. Mm. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So long story short, after the parade tour, Wendy and Lisa would leave the band slash sort of be fired and I think Bobby Z would leave as well. Right. The drummer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big sort of cultural portion of the band gone, you know.
0: Well, he did ask the rest of the members whether they wanted to stay. He asked Matt Fink. That's right. And he asked Dr. a few Fink. others. Yeah. And said, you can stay if you want. Yeah. Or you can't. Because you. he How wanted to see. Well, that's right and that's a good point. And that what that's what makes me think maybe he was a little bit okay because – He's given them the option. I know you half yeah. your band's gone, yeah. but do you want to stay with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz you don't know what people are saying about he, you behind your back.
1: He would have needed it would have it would have become like a little club. Totally. And he would have needed to sort of reset a little bit and been like, "Right, I need to be able to trust whoever I'm working with." Yeah. And he would have laid it on the line, I imagine, and it was like, "Whoever walks out, that's cool." Whoever stays, that's awesome, you know. And I um, mean, the
0: platform that he'd given these people was a platform.
1: Yeah. They yeah. can
0: go anywhere they fucking want.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's And right. I've
0: had that with muses where you give them a platform and then they hate you for it. And yeah. it's like, but dude, I gave you a platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can join whatever fucking band yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I don't yeah. kind of know what happened there. It's a bit mm. of a blur. Mm. I can't feel it out. You yeah, know what I
1: mean? Who knows? All right, so around this time guys, we're talking 1986. Prince had been recording a lot of material for years to go towards a new album after Parade and it was called Dream Factory. Mm. We I did mention in the last last episode, Dream Factory. Let's let's look at that. So Dream Factory was going to be um, this album, but because had a lot of had a lot of tracks with Wendy and Lisa singing uh, lead vocals.
0: Yeah, Lisa had a lot to do with it.
1: Yeah, he didn't feel, and I mean to be honest, he probably they probably would have sued him if he did release it, um, but he didn't feel right about sort of releasing it and whatever, and so it got it got sort of shelved, like it didn't get released. Dream Factory. This and album. I think
0: Dream Factory had been going for at least from eighty one for, for
1: ages. Yeah. They've been and um, they lived recording. together. Yeah, 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 lots of material. It was sort of like a concept. ...that Mm. had been existing for a while. In this same year, Prince um, recorded a solo album... ...where he (laughs) he was exploring a female character within him called Camille. And it was basically the vocals was like him slightly sped up... ...so that it sounded like a woman singing. And he was singing from a woman's perspective and i mentioned in the last episode prince talking when he talked to he didn't um an interview with oprah i think this was in the yeah. 90s at paisley park um with uh mighty or matey or whatever hey, yeah mosi yeah. is it mighty it's not mosi baby isn't
0: that a drink <clears throat> that's a we drink we know who we're talking matey. about she's very pretty macy
1: garcia or something
0: and she he had he tried to have a child with
1: That's her. right. She went on to shag.
0: Oh, fucking didn't she go on with. What's his name? Tommy yeah, Lee. Tommy Lee. Yeah. Fucking how many chicks has that cock had? <laughs> Fuck. Have, have, <laughs> it's like. It's like I've lost my girlfriend. We'll ring Tommy Lee. Maybe he's sitting on it. Fuck it Fucking hell. hell.
1: She was a gorgeous chick. She she started as gorgeous, a dancer,
0: incredible dancer.
1: Yeah, and then when he when he realised he wanted to sort of.
0: But why did the crazies run for Tommy Lee? They're all fucking crazy.
1: He's you'd have to be.
0: You would have to be. Yeah. yeah what you yeah. you telling us that you can fit every size of cock? Like what's going on? <laughs> You know what I mean? Everyone knows Tommy Lee's hung like a fucking donkey.
1: That's right. Everyone's seen it, surely. And if you haven't, pause the show. <laughs> go, and get on go to Google Images. I couldn't be fun. And type in. Um, anyway, so he had this album, Camille. Fucking, that, that's quite out there. That's quite out there.
0: I think Camille, though, was Peggy's second name from the 1999 album, the chick that was the engineer. Because they mm. got drunk one night. And he said to, to Peggy... What do you drink? And she went, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, do oh, I don't really don't want to drink on the job because I uh. was the engineer. And uh, then he went to name a song and he said to Peggy, what's your middle name? And she went, Camille. He was like, I might be wrong. Right. That could but be, I'm that kind of like, yeah. thinking that might be it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, Camille was sort of, Camille was the name that he named his other, per, his female persona. And he would go on later to say that he always felt like he had two personalities within him and one of them was female, which I think is fucking an incredible way of explaining being binary,
0: really. Well, I've kind of done – I wrote a song called The Man and the Woman Mm. and it was um, about an ex-boyfriend I dated who was very effeminate. Yeah, yeah. And I said in this song, "I've you bring out the man and the woman in me." Yeah. So I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. Because you like you have to play the female and the male. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: I get it. I've never heard him say that though, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it was in the really. interview. It was yeah. sort of con-
1: sort of he he toyed with that idea for fucking years before he sort of defined it in that interview, but. Yeah, it was really full on, like, to hear it defined like that. It was fucking incredible. Anyway, um, um, so those two albums, Dream Factory and Camille, yeah, Um, he would dump a lot of this stuff with Wendy and Lisa. He would combine both of those albums into a triple album called Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball, yeah. This was gonna be released next. This was gonna be the next album. He bought that to Warner.
0: They didn't This want is it.
1: my album. They were like, mate, too it's long. too much fucking material. Triple album, are you fucking kidding me?
0: He also had a bootleg called Crystal Ball That's in eighty seven or something. That's right. So it was kind this of already it. been done.
1: No, no, no! This is it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Crystal Ball. This is hey, it. Hey,
0: Crystal Ball wasn't bad though. The,
1: the, it was. It wasn't bad because fucking it was print. Yeah. You know, so it it wasn't bad. This was going to be an album. This this you know he was going to release this, this as an album. This is where
0: Warner started to push back though. <laughs> yeah,
1: Warner was like, mm. "It's too much material. It's too much. Go and shave it back. <laughs> shave and it back. Yeah. Shave go and, your
0: legs and go then shave, and it back. shave
1: it off, and <laughs> then we'll get in." Yeah, right. So basically the, the kind of abridged version of Crystal Ball was Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times came out in 1987. Fucking enormous. This was kind of often thought of as Prince's best album critically. Phenomenal. So
0: I've got Sign of the Times and let's have a look at that.
1: Yeah. He got uh, a rave reviews about this because it was sort of, uh, it was a huge artist by then. And he was making a big comment about world issues and it was quite political. You and know? AIDS. And AIDS and drugs and yeah. violence. And no
0: one had ever put AIDS in a song.
1: No, nah, yeah. You know, mm. and
0: actually brought it to the forefront.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Incredible. it was a,
0: It wasn't just a gay man disease. Then it was a every man disease. So he. It was important to everyone. But it was know?
1: first thought of it like a, a simultaneously when they didn't really know what it was. They thought it was a black disease as well. You know what, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah.
0: Fucking racist. Yeah, it
1: was fucking unbelievable. Like.
0: Yeah. I've done sign of the times. I love the rap. And this was the first time we really saw him rap. Yeah, like before he did. My name is Prince and I'm funky. Like we didn't fucking. That was all right. Yeah, Yeah. Sign of the times was like, you know, fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of. um, This was a good tour too. It
1: was an amazing tour.
0: Now, I must say, Shilary was on this tour. Oh yeah, yeah. This This was the tour I watched every day. Yeah. Hang on, how old am I? Fuck, I'm 17. Yeah. Okay, 1997 for Prince was a really important year because there was a couple of things that came out. Yeah. Sign of the Times, the fluoro lighting, Kat, um, Michael – no, it was Chillerie was incredible. But believe it or not, Wendy and Lisa – Had a lot to do with this,
1: yeah. Oh well, fuck yeah.
0: Well, and they were pretty upset when they weren't.
1: But they were. um, They were with him for a lot of the lead-up. They were with him for a lot of the Dream Factory, which which went towards Crystal Ball, which became Son of the Times. They 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 were hugely part of it. You know, Mm. They, they would have been really fucked off.
0: They were. They were like crying. Yeah, because it was like, and they understood it at the same time. It was like, I want to move on. I want to use this new band mm. because even though E. was in it, really, she was just a session drummer. Yeah, right, know? right,
1: right. Yeah, yeah. Cat.
0: But I met Michael B. There's a really good doco on Netflix or Stan about Slave. Oh, really? Which is about the money really? behind. Yeah, yeah. I've it's it's a doco. I watched it a couple of times in the last couple of days, and it's all about the money and stuff. And Michael B. I met Michael B. at Chapelli's in Chapel Street when they came yeah, yeah. into Diamonds and Pearls. Yeah, and uh, he's a really smart businessman. Mm. And you kind of—I remember watching him talk to me about Cat. Um, Cat wanted to be a rock star. She wanted to be a superstar, but things went wrong. Whatever.
1: She, she couldn't could, sing.
0: She couldn't do much. She could fucking dance. She had dance. a great body. She had a great body. She knew how to dance above a drum kit. And uh, he knew, he understood that. And he said, you know, Prince fired her because she just, I don't know if they were the exact words, was, but she wanted more money and, and it wasn't going to happen. Was too she wanted to be like a Carmen Electra.
1: Of, yeah, yeah, right, right. Why
0: can't I have a fucking Carmen Electra album? You know? Yeah. Um, and she just didn't have it. But for that time, she was fucking perfect. Oh, for yeah. For sign of the times. And he was but
1: obsessed
0: by her. Yeah, she was. And Michael B is an intelligent businessman. If you watch, I think it's called Slave to Something and they talk about the money issues that Prince has had over the last 30 years. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting doco. There's a lot of shit on Prince but this was Michael B. Um, It was um, Eric Leeds Mm. because he was the chairman of Paisley Park or whatever. But, yeah, watch that. It's really cool. Yeah. And you, you start to see how Prince starts to lose his mind a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But he's also quite intelligent. Fuck yeah, He goes absolutely. in and out of that, you know.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: So we are at Sign of the Times. My favourite tour. I love Sign of the Times.
1: Fuck yeah, yeah. For
0: me as a concert, because I think they – Recorded this at Paisley Park, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. 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 So
1: the album cover and everything—it was like it a theatre show, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it—it
0: yeah. It was a theatre show where, because Prince used to give you like Easter eggs, you know, when DVDs came out and everyone was like, "Find the Easter eggs." Yeah. Well, this was before that shit. Yeah. You used to watch the concerts and go, "Oh, there's parts that mm. you can cling on to." Yeah, that yeah. Some people might not see, you mm. know. Yeah. Um. But for me, Sign of the Times, I think with Kat and E was incredible. Yeah, yeah. It had
1: so much um source material behind it, you know, like it was drawing from a it felt lot like the start of, of, of his ideas. career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It felt um, like it was fresh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But really being done. And before. it was
1: it was quite uh serious in terms so of like serious. a a musical effort. I, I really put this album up there with Fucking the the greatest albums that have ever been made. Well,
0: I remember I'm not religious, but I remember seeing the cross Mm. and going, This is a fucking amazing song. Yeah, I
1: love that song. And
0: it's religious. Yeah. And it's like, we weren't brought up to be religious, but I I get it, I get it, I get it, I really, really like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this taught I think I was at an age where I was just coming into being an adult as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Great album. He um
0: this was a double album, wasn't it?
1: It was a double album, yeah, yeah. He would have a huge amount of success following this mm. um, and he would tour this extensively. It was a big tour. Um, it's like it's like a bit of a breakup album um, and it's like when you have success off a breakup album you kind of go, you kind of get a bit of a ahead of yourself. You, you're sort of it like. It was totally
0: a breakup album yeah. because Wendy and Lisa weren't there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And he so had you know to when, rejuvenate. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. You know when you have success from that though and it's just like, fuck yeah, like you kind yeah. of overdo it with like enjoying the success from that too much. You don't you're, expect it. You're kind of trying to redeem the situation, you know, somehow, you yeah. know, yeah, it's we, it's a, it's a the weird guilt. vibe. The guilt, the guilt. It is, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this would be, you know, following this tour eighty seven into eighty eight would be when he would write the black album. Ugh. This is pretty incredible. Unreleased. This series, yeah, the, the, this kind of, um, this era, he would write this album, the black album. It was really kind of full on. Um, he he'd write it complete it record it he actually had 500,000 copies of it printed and then one night he took um, uh, he took a couple of ecstasies and overdid Did it he? yeah and that experience i think it was the i think it was the come down from the Eckies where he was kind of like then you know he's had the high and he's then in the trough where he, he really felt like he had sinned. He had felt like he had done something really like mortally wrong and he would not release the album. This is the reason he didn't release the Black Album. He wouldn't do it. He felt it was he had done something bad. And um, because he was just so connected to his music entirely, it wasn't just the taking of the ecstasy. It was the whole album and the whole experience. He just threw it out entirely and that's why he wouldn't release it.
0: Well, see, we were used to getting bootlegs of anything he put out. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a whole bootleg thing. Yeah. But I was surprised to hear his obsession with Cindy Crawford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that kind of freaked me out oh, a bit. yeah. Because Cindy was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. But there was no way in the world Cindy was going to go there.
1: Not ever. She's probably no. almost double the height of yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. No, she wasn't.
0: Yeah. Like even if Richard Gere was gay and used gerbils, mm. he was he was more approachable than Prince. Yeah, yeah. And I wish they had have got together. But uh, yeah. We'll play Cindy C because I think Cindy C is an incredible track. Great. <laughs> Oh. Fuck, I love it. Didn't you want a fucking mole on your face? Fuck, I love yeah. it. Oh, my
1: God. There was God. two
0: moles in the 80s? Yeah. Madonna and Cindy C. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Fucking amazing. Literally
0: had moles on their face.
1: Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I don't know
0: if he – I mean, he might have been into Cindy C.
1: Everyone was at this time. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I
0: mean, nowadays you're fucking a pig on Instagram, aren't you? Really?
1: (laughs) She was unbelievably beautiful. Sorry to pigs. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, sorry to offend you guys. You actually
0: got to work in the fucking eighties and actually (laughs) be pretty. Yeah. There are a lot of pigs on Instagram that think they're Cindy C. Yeah. I'm yeah. fucking sorry. Yeah. Uh, if you're an Instagram model, you've taken the easy way Cindy out. Cindy
1: C could, like, fucking sit I don't on know, your
0: fucking nose and be make it cleaning clean. Cleaning
1: out her fridge and she'd still exactly. look fucking hot. And you that's know? another
0: issue. I, that's another episode I want to do is 80s supermodels. Yes. Because nowadays you're on Facebook or Instagram mm. and you're fucking
1: a I'm dumb a, cunt.
0: I'm an Instagram model. Yeah. Fuck I'm Instagram. Off. I eat two eggs a day, and I'm so good. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I've got this new key. So okay, so I put photos of myself up on my Instagram. Yeah. Sammy Paul mm. Atkins, what I call myself. Mm-hmm. And people ask me to join their Instagram mm. and endorse them. What the fuck's that shit?
1: Oh well people people well,
0: well DM me and you'll get a fucking free spa bath what's that?
1: And other influencers get in touch and they're like, yeah. You share my stuff whole sheep. Oh is that I'll what it is? Is stuff? that all I'm
0: getting is their face their Instagram? Yeah,
1: you get in like a fucking So I'm um, not
0: gonna get bath bombs.
1: No, well there's other ones where it's like you can endorse our product and and it goes but to the. But how can I head.
0: endorse it? I can't even endorse my own fucking product.
1: No, well, you go on there and you're like, oh, my God, I love these bath bombs. They're incredible. Oh, is that what you and do? And then, like, hashtag fucking bath bombs, whatever they right. are. Right. And yeah. it's, it's free advertising for those fucking
0: Okay, people. so I'm not getting anything from them. But
1: these, these days any product will, like, see somebody that's getting – See somebody that's got like 3,000 followers or something. Yeah, but I
0: don't have 3,000 followers. Mm. I've got like 300. <laughs> so what are they fucking asking me for? Well, I get very confused. Your Because well, I'm on Wentworth or something and they think, oh, maybe yeah. Wentworth chicks will induce. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. If they're trying to re- or, reach oh No, it's
0: usually through Rewind 80s. Yeah.
1: If they're trying to read um, – Reach an eighties audience if they're trying yeah. to, re- you know, it's direct marketing, you know, because yeah.
0: people that I don't get it, and they write to me and they go, "We'd really like you to fucking join our fucking it's, flip or flop club." It's I don't understand. It's boring. It. It's boring. I don't understand. I'm too old. Yeah, who
1: gives a fuck? <laughs> anyway, so yes. so he freaked out. Wouldn't release the Freak album. out. Yeah, my sister-in-law Dawn has
0: before the dawn
1: the boot, bootleg. She has May you live before the dawn. But she has the original bootleg. So do I. She's got it.
0: I've got it on C D and vinyl. She's
1: got one of the five hundred thousand that was it's printed. It's worth a fucking only. fortune. Oh yeah.
0: I got my black album from St Kilda yep. in um Ackland Street. There was oh, a record wow. shop there. Actually, no, I lie. No no that was the re- that was in 2000 when I bought the CD. Right. The vinyl was in 87. But it was very hard to come by. Wow.
1: Mm. Is it in there somewhere? Oh, probably. Oh, I'm going in
0: there. I know.
1: Um anyway so he in in what would you say in response to that in response to fucking um Doing doing the Black Album and freaking out I've done something wrong. He um, wrote and recorded Love Sexy. Love oh. Sexy is like the Love. sort of polar opposite of the Black Album sort of thing. In this. in tone, in looks, oh, everything. totally
0: opposite. But yeah. can we, when the Black Album came out, it was this undercurrent mm. fashion mm. statement. Yeah. And when he went to a hair show, like any hair show in Melbourne. Yeah. L'Oreal fucking whatever, yeah. everyone used Bob George.
1: Yeah, right, right. You know.
0: Did we play Bob George yet? Because I thought we would play Bob George because yep. I wanted you to be Bob George as your alias because we've got to have aliases. Um, Bob George for me was Prince and how he thought of himself. So Prince would make these people up to carry his career because he didn't have a manager or whatever, or, you know, maybe he did, I don't know. But um, I just want to play this song because Bob George was so big in the hair industry with wigs and just the whole fashion industry, it turned it whole around. So it, it's really cool. Have a listen. Let me see you dance. New coat, huh? That's nice. Did you buy it? Yeah, right. You seen that bitch motherfucker again. You know who I'm talking about. That slick back patty with all the gold in his mouth. Don't try to play me for yesterday's fool. Cause I slap your ass into the middle of next week. I'm sorry, baby. That's the rules.
1: I pee the written this regular motherfucker on.
0: So great.
1: How fucking hot is uh
0: So hot. So 80s in Melbourne. Yeah. Like L'Oreal hair shows, yeah, anything that had a model in it, yeah, you know, and you just go, "What the fuck is this song?" You yeah. know, what the fuck? Is, who's Bob George? Yeah. But
1: yeah, yeah,
0: just incredible.
1: And it's it's so minimalist, but you can tell so who it is straight away. So minimalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: just That's had that awesome. funk.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So the
0: Black Album was a very crucial part of his career, probably one of my favourite Prince albums.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So Love Sexy in response to that. Love Sexy's the one where he's on the front in the
0: nude. Yeah, love it.
1: And um, it looks like the, the fucking lily in the background, the stamens coming up and it looks like his penis.
0: Yeah, and I think Freaked Out Flower Children tried to rip it off.
1: Oh, yeah. this is, It was part of the sort of psychedelic thing. They were the Wish thing. version
0: of Prince. Yeah,
1: they were. Ah,
0: oh, this isn't what I ordered. Yeah, I don't want to see fucking Sophie Lee in a cloud naked. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I wanted Prince. <laughs> Fucking wish, cops it doesn't it. <laughs> Everything you buy on Wish is fucked though. Is it?
1: Yeah. I kind of. I'm always impatient. You wish that it's good, but it's
0: it's not. Two months to send you something. No, Wish is not. It's good. It's just
1: shit that's printed out in a fucking 3D printer though. You, you know, know what I mean?
0: you in a kidney on there? Like, you'd get a fucking <laughs> yeah. 3D kidney.
1: You'd probably get Might a real work. one from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this was a huge tour. A yeah. really big tour. I got this
0: on VHS. Yeah, yeah. Part one and two. Yeah,
1: really big tour. I think it oh, did it have like, oh, it was enormous, but didn't make Came any out. money. Really? Yeah, they didn't profit. Didn't I don't profit. I get that. That's too so big. sad. Because they had fucking like dancers and fuck. Remember well, he had the was bodyguards? It? Yeah, but remember he had the bodyguards? He had like big dudes on stage that didn't do anything. They just like bought a fucking, like it was a gang. They just bought a vibe like it was a gang sort of thing. Yeah, it was weird, weird. This is part of the, actually this is part of the reason why Wendy and Lisa left as well is he was bringing these sort of dudes in like it was like a street gang kind of thing in his his periphery and they hated it. Yeah. They fucking hated it. I hate it Because he too. was changing. Yeah. He was acting like really macho and fucking, yeah, just I, I guess being a bit sort of chauvinistic and stuff and they just sort of hated it. They were like, this isn't you. you well,
0: know? 89's a tough year because you've got your Bobby Browns, you've got your fucking yeah. Yeah. Run DMC and yeah. all that shit coming out and he thinks he's got to keep up with that stuff. Yeah, that's right. But I remember... Him coming out in a car and doing Alphabet Street. There was an old car that he came out yeah. in and did Alphabet Street. It was a huge Shillery, tour. Prince, um, sorry, Shiloh and Cat were in the show.
1: Yeah,
0: I really like this tour. It was huge. I really love this tour. Yeah, yeah. it came um, to Australia, didn't it? No, no, no I no. fucking wish. Yeah, I mean, look, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Love Sexy came out. Maybe here. it was the next. There was one. a cunt in Melbourne. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that had a nightclub in Melbourne that tried to call it Alphabet Street, mm. right? And there's going to be Prince fans laughing now <laughs> because I actually did my first gig at Alphabet Street. <laughs> And I remember being a Prince fan and this fucking old cunt's going, I've got a venue called Alphabet Street. Oh. So we did Alphabet Street and we thought we'd do the song and mm. I walked in and it wasn't Paisley Park, it was just a shithole. It was
1: fucking... Shocking,
0: <laughs> with a couple of fucking numbers and letters on the wall. And he really tried but he had no idea. He's was probably <laughs> wasn't Paisley
1: Park, it was like Catani Gardens. It was
0: like in King Street <laughs> or somewhere there... And he was a big Prince fan and he called it Alphabet Street. So we did, I think it was it was through Craig. He booked me there, oh, Craig from Uptempo, our manager. And this is how long it goes back. And he went, yeah, you've got a gig at Alphabet Street. And I went, Alphabet Street? Oh. Is this guy retarded? Like, is it good? Yeah. And Craig goes, apparently it's good. And I mm. went there and I went, oh, hardly Alphabet Street. Oh, it was more no. like, um, I don't know, what did you call fucking that kid show in the 80s with Marty Monster? <laughs> It was more like that street. Oh,
1: fuck Fucking oh, Marty
0: Monster Street. Oh. But anyway, that guy, he's probably dead by now. But isn't it funny
1: considering that Black Album was going to come out fucking six months before Alphabet Street? Like, yeah. you know, it, it was such a sort of flip side. Like, oh, my God, I've done something Totally wrong. different. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different.
0: Like I'd, I'd never thought that he even thought that of Black Album at all. I've mm. never heard that.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I
0: do love Love Sexy. Love Sexy for me, we we will play a little bit of Love Sexy. Yeah. Because this was the album where it didn't have gaps. So That's it right. just went into the one thing. So <laughs> to find something like Anastasia that you really love. Except when Kat did forward the high it.
1: kicks, there was gaps.
0: There was gaps. There yeah. was a gap. Absolutely, but I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Love, Sexy now. I really love the opening with uh, Ingrid Trivets. Mm-hmm. Rain is wet,
1: and sugar is sweet. Clap your hands and stomp your feet. Everybody, everybody knows.
0: When love calls, you gotta go.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the new power generation. The reason why my voice is so clear is there's no smack in my brain. Fuck yeah.
0: Love it. I loved it.
1: How amazing.
0: I loved a bit of a cloud and a naked body. Yeah. Because I think Wish You Heaven was where they're all in the cloud naked. Yeah. Is that? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I loved that. Um, Anastasia blew my fucking nut. I was in year 12 mm. and that was the song that got me through year yeah. 12. Wow. And then we started writing our own songs. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of went like this. Love is for others. I've told you this story about my friend on Magic Mushrooms and we had an assignment. Yeah. And he wrote Love Is For Others But Me It Destroys. He oh. was such a big Prince oh. fan but me it destroys. Yeah. Remember when we were children with our toys? It was so Prince. Great. Never say you will, never say you won't. It's mm-hmm. just em- it's just emotions running wild. Like the fucking lyrics, I still remember them. Oh, awesome. And he awesome. went, all right, I'm going to play piano and you can sing these lyrics. That's and actually really well written. It's fucking really well. It was, it, it happened just at him. we were really into Love Sexy. Yeah. Anastasia was a big thing for me, like Anastasia. Like I just loved it.
1: Yeah. Um, All right, so we're up to 1989, mm. big year for Prince. He would do you a collab with Madonna. I'm not sure if they had a relationship or not. Did they? Maybe for publicity, you know.
0: Would he have stuck it in? I don't know. She did come to his concerts though. Yeah. She was quite blown away by Prince. Yeah. Fuck yeah. She did sit at the side of stage and just with her mouth open. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Anybody would have. Um, Prince did a duet with her on her Like a Prayer album called Love Song. Mm. Um, don't go wasting my time. Remember? I and And um, the lyric from that that she lifted and used is in Hung Up, which is her greatest commercial Success is hung up. Really, her biggest earning song is hu- uh, single. Hung up, hung up. Yeah. Wow. You know, time time goes by yeah, so I know. slowly. I don't love Prince it. wrote that lyric. Prince wrote that lyric. Really. And it's lifted from Love Song. Anyway, so that was on. That was their little duet. And, like, the moment it opens, it's like, oh, this is a Prince song, you know? She Mm. even sings different in this. And she does that awesome kind of rap at the end, and her voice sounds fucking awesome. He would have produced her, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He would have told her what to do and stuff. And she would have enjoyed that.
0: Oh, look, there's nothing more than. Was that me? That growl?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think it, was it just it. came out of my body. <laughs> I think it was, was your your vagina saying time for bed, Sammy. <laughs> time
0: for bed. I'm not gonna sleep. <laughs> um,
1: but he did a lot on this I album. I might fucking
0: kill myself <laughs> and watch Graffiti <Freddy> Bridge.
1: <laughs> oh no, don't. <laughs> you, you'll feel like killing yourself yeah, after you watching. No, no, no. No, he um, he would um, work uncredited on. A lot of songs on that album, on Like A Prayer. He brought up Like A Prayer, the guitar solo at the start. He did the intro of Like A Prayer and he did, um, is it Causing A Commotion? Was that on that album? Was another one. No, Causing was,
0: um, Causing wasn't wasn't really on anything.
1: Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, fuck, it's right in the tip of my tongue. Anyway, he, he did a lot of guitar work on that album, sort of uncredited. Maybe
0: she did let him stick it in then.
1: Sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Free work. Um, now, he was w- in, in this year, he was working on Raven to the Joy Fantastic.
0: Uh,
1: he was going to release that. He was going to release that. Warner
0: didn't want it, though. Huh? Did Warner? No, no, not no. Want
1: that it. This is what was going to be his next album. Mm. He, he was like set, it was complete. And Mm. he was working on Graffiti Bridge, the the film. Like Mm. he he was going to film it that year, yeah. He was approached by Jack Nicholson who was sent by Tim Burton to get him to come and do a song, a single song, do like the big single of the film for Batman, yeah. Yes. Tim Burton thought he'll never do it but if I send Jack Nicholson he might do it. Wow. So Jack Nicholson like, you know, hey. Hi, hey, Prince. It's Jack. You know, like, <laughs> and he um he ended up recording nine songs. Yeah, I think the I think the I can't remember. I was going to say Denny Elfman did the original. I'm probably really wrong. But, yeah, there was um, two versions of the. Album. Yeah, well, there, there, was the score, right. there was the score. Right, there was the score, and then there was the soundtrack. Mm. And Maddie people, loved the score. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Anyway, Prince sort of got really excited, came right on board and whipped up fucking nine songs. He released this album and it went to number one. Yeah. Went to number one. And um, had the big Batman logo on the front. Prince loved a lot of things about the project, like the Joker loved purple. Prince loved purple. Yeah. Um, fucking Prince really took it on. Like he he released um, Bat Dance where he was like, Remember he was half Prince and half the Joker and fucking doing all of that. That went to number one, that single.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. This is where he kind of, it saved him really. Yeah, yeah. Because Love Sexy was, as a Prince fan, it Mm. was incredible, but I don't know how it was commercially. But Bat Dance really brought him into another realm. Yeah, yeah. But the song we really love just reminds me of the Bat (laughs) Dance competition at Billboard's. (laughs) The fucking countdown thing. Oh. When I auditioned for that. Oh, yeah. And I went out and did electric chair.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I looked like I've
0: been in an electric chair, mm. I will tell you what. So let's give that, let's give this a go. Song of the album.
1: Fuck yeah! It's incredible. Incredible. He would do a duet with Sheena Easton as well. Another one. Um, What was it called? Because he he had done "You Got the Look" and then he did. It was like a ballad.
0: See, I wasn't a big Batman fan, but I did like Electric Chair. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, it's
0: just. It rapes you, you know. It's it?
1: fucking amazing. It's like yeah. a stripper song. It's yeah, it's, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. You want to be a stripper at yeah. Sunset Strip? Yeah, yeah. You want to be a stripper?
1: Now Prince came in really big time on this project, and he would actually strike up a bit of a relationship with Kim Basinger, the lead yeah, actress. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, she was head over heels for him. Wow. She was a huge. She was like the blonde. You know, lead actress Minister. in, in this, like, '88, '89. Yeah. Um, you know, my, oh, fuck, I'm trying to reel off her fucking films, but
0: I can't Didn't think. Didn't she did the fucking, the Bunny Boiler one? Wasn't no, she in that? No,
1: that wasn't her. Oh, okay. She did, she did, um, My, my, my stepmother's an alien. Right. With Dan Aykroyd. But what
0: was the love movie she did?
1: Nine and a half weeks. Nine and a half weeks. That was huge. Right. With, yes. Yes. Um, With that cunt that got all the plastic surgery, Um, what's his name? You know that cunt.
0: Yeah.
1: Wrestler, the wrestler. Yeah, I know. He played the wrestler.
0: Forget his name. Who knows? Maddie will be going. What the fuck? Yeah, Maddie will be fucking tearing (laughs) his hair
1: out. Anyway, he messaged me. Oh, Mickey Rock! Mickey Rock! There we go. There you go. Maddie messaged me before and said he's the fucking red light on. (laughs) Anyway, Kim Best
0: is. come home and fucking stick it in. <laughs> <laughs> so um so red light's been on for ten years, you can't.
1: He apparently would um he he apparently would use Kim's vocal
0: in Vicky Vale?
1: No, she liked them having sex. Oh and wow. he recorded it and he would he would use her gasps and stuff. For years, as samples and songs and stuff, they must have been like that. Must have been like a really fucking fiery.
0: I don't think romance. you would fuck Prince and expect to keep him. No, God. Not. You know what I mean? So maybe she was cool with that. No,
1: you just get your head blown off for a couple of yeah. weeks and then yeah, try it's to like recover. It's like that
0: episode in Sex and the City where you meet Mr. Headjob. There's <laughs> yeah. a guy that gives hedgehogs. <laughs> yeah, and he's called fucking some guy. And the girls like, oh no! Once you've had the head job, you've got to go to the next. You've got to let him go <laughs> to the next girl. It's sort of like absolutely, that. yeah, for sure. All right.
1: So 1980, 1989 brings us up to nineteen ninety. Mm. Prince would release "Graffiti Bridge" mm. at this time. Uh, mm. He he had sworn to Warner because he wanted he didn't want to bankroll it himself he'd sworn to warn, uh, Warner that it was a sequel to Purple Rain uh. and so they bankrolled it and it was a major, major flop. Yeah. And so this with them trying to slow down his releases and all of that kind of thing led to the 90s being – he he did have a very, um, very – Sort of lucrative, successful period Mm. in the 90s. Yeah. But then things turned very sour very quickly.
0: I think the lucrative part was um,
1: cream, diamonds, and pearls.
0: Not only that, he started taking Beautiful Girl in the World. He financed all of that.
1: Oh, that was later. That was, that was, uh, that was. Was
0: that 2000?
1: No, no, no. That was, um, so cream would have been like 91, 92. Yeah. And he toured extensively with that because that was Diamond and Pearl.
0: Yeah, I went to that tour. He had
1: the he had the guy dancers on there. Remember, he had oh, like the b boys on fucking, there and all of that shit.
0: I'm not a fan of the MPG shit.
1: Yeah, Rosie Gaines had come on board. Yep. Um this is
0: where it went downhill for me. But I do yeah. love Get Off.
1: He was he was sort of bringing a lot more um, hip hop. This is the year
0: it. I met Michael B. Oh yeah, right, the right. drummer. Yeah, yeah, and the fucking. Stupid keyboard player with the head flicks.
1: Yeah, right, right. The first song that played when I walked walked into a nightclub underage was Cream.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And everyone was writhing around like it was huge. That song was huge. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he had this big sort of. Third renaissance in yeah. the 90s, Prince. Um, you did, and, and by all means, I mean, we're not going to elaborate it because we're an 80s show, yeah. Um, but by all means, continue yourselves, look into Prince. He yeah. was he released, I was looking at his albums that he released sort of in the 90s and, and right up to the point that he died. I mean, yeah, not all of them charted, but like, fucking no, hell. but
0: he made a lucrative. ...decision to run it himself.
1: He made a lot of money yeah. from the albums. That, yeah. But yeah. just because he owned everything and yeah. it was basically all profit.
0: Well, he learned, you know. Like yeah. an artist doesn't write music and put out records thinking they've got to learn the business side of things. Yeah, yeah. That just comes through someone going, you owe us this money or we want you to sign da 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 and, and that's what happened with Prince as he started to go, well, fuck, yeah. hang on, the industry's not going to be the industry anymore. We're going to go through the internet. We're yeah. going to get like um, Napster came out in the 90s and fucked everything up yeah. and then it was like you can buy shit on an MP3. Yeah. No one believed it. Yeah. They were like, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be all CDs and records. Yeah, yeah. Because CDs were quite popular obviously. Mm, mm. But he was right on the money when it came to where the industry was going. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And so was David Bowie but I think Prince was way before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then David sort of jumped.
1: Absolutely because you've got to think like this is the period where um, the beginnings of Napster started with yeah. which led into streaming yep. and, and um, the beginnings of YouTube and stuff like that. And it, it was basically – it was basically sort of musicians' music being taken away from them. They, you know, they they had lost access to it, mm. and um, Prince was really. And this is this is also why, um, in these two episodes that we've we've just done, we've played some hits, but we've had to be selective as well, out of respect to the estate. Because yeah. um, because they they are still very protective of Prince's to- music, totally, and, and um, less so much these days. I mean, now that he's passed, when he was alive, you could no. never find um, Prince on any compilations. You could never find. Um, uh, you could, ne- you could basically never buy any Prince music on any streaming. Spotify. He wasn't on Spotify. Yeah. He wasn't on YouTube. The clips weren't on YouTube. Yeah. Um. And the the estate really fucking protected all of that. Yeah. The only way, if you wanted a Prince album.
0: You Couldn't to, even find the videos. You had to
1: buy a fucking Prince album. Yeah. You had to buy a fucking Prince a album. Couldn't even find a video on YouTube. No, you couldn't.
0: Just after he's died. It's it different these
1: days because Warner's mm. sort of, I guess, cashing in on those recordings. But Well,
0: Warner did the best of as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think. And yeah. that's
0: where they started to make their money mm. and that's – I mean, look, we could go into Prince when he did the slave thing on his side and all that stuff and the $100 million contract that yeah. everyone talks about. Yeah. Which wasn't all hunky-dory either. God, no. Like that was, you got to sell five million of five records. I and think, he no, never it was seven.
1: That. It was seven. Like the, the his, his lucky number, it was seven albums. Right. And he was contracted to seven he had albums. He to sell
0: five million an album or something. Yeah. It never yeah, happened.
1: Yeah. And he um, he didn't, it was kind of, they were, st- he they came to a stage he wanted to release three albums in a year. No, like, he, too much. He, he literally, Wanted to release something in January that was something that came out mid-year and then by the end of the year there was something new. And when they wouldn't do it, he fucking cracked it. And he was like, "I, have, you know, you're meant to just be like promoting my music and getting it out there, not telling me what I can do and blah, blah, blah. And they had a big yeah. falling out. Had a yeah, huge falling well out. have
0: a look at the Slave show mm. on Netflix or Stan and yeah. it explains it with um Michael B mm. and I think it's Leeds. And now that they look back at it, mm. he really manifested the $100,000 that he wanted because he wanted to compete against Michael and Madonna. Yeah. But what he got for that, he didn't get what he really needed.
1: No, that's right. Yeah.
0: And it kind yeah. of sent him a little bit crazy. Yeah. And then he when he got all the Jehovah stuff back mm. again, he was like I really grateful for Warner's yeah. message and yeah. that blah, blah, blah. But it's interesting because it was a really – goes for about two and a half hours and yeah. it's all about the money because Prince had issues with money. Like he used to write about money. Yeah. Money don't change anything. Money, money don't matter tonight. Ma- yeah. Yeah. Um, everything he wrote about. Yeah. Like he wrote a demo, Money Don't Grow on Trees yeah. in 81 or 80s yeah. or whatever, after his mum used to say that. But he had issues but – I was going to do the astrology of Prince and just quickly I'll go through a little bit of astrology because I know people love to hear about no astrology. Way. So Princey was um, a Gemini. Yes. And I love Prince fans because the first thing they'll do is go, i a Gemini. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. Now I – it's only one – we're only one hour, five minutes, so that's good. Lovely. Um, Prince's chart. He was a Gemini, Sun – Moon in Pisces. Now, I'm a moon in Pisces and that whole – and the fourth house. So the fourth house is all about family. It's all about your hometown. So he never really left Minneapolis. Yeah. He always stayed in that situation. Yeah. His ascendant is in Scorpio and I have an ascendant in Scorpio as well. Oh. Now, a lot of the times when you are attracted to artists it's because you've got the same astrological similarities. Yeah. Now, I looked up your chart, by the way. Oh, fuck. All right. And he has a Mercury in Gemini and you have a Mercury in Gemini. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh. So that was interesting. You've got a a bit of Gemini energy. Born June the 7th, 58, obviously, and died April the 21st, 2016. So we're not far from April. Yeah. You know, sometimes it snows in April. Yes. He had a lot of Pluto energy in his midheaven, which is all the sexual stuff, the whole – because I think when he sacked Wendy and Lisa after – Parade. Parade. He had a meeting with them or a dinner. Yeah. And he said to them – apparently, this is what Lisa says – I want you to wear your knickers and I want you to wear, I want you to strip down. Now they're too old for that now,
1: right? Yeah, right. So it's
0: he's either saying that to say I'm too old, I'm out of here. Yeah. And Lisa was like I'm not going to do that, you yeah, know. He yeah. went into that thing. Yeah. Um, Everything was about sex. Yeah. Everything. Sat in the second house, which is all about money. So he actually had a really hard time with money. I don't yeah. think it was straight straightforward. I think Muso's a... Uh, uh, um, Particularly great with money. But even though you'd think he'd have some because he was so huge, he always had money issues and when you look at this doco… He always had
1: people on like on the payroll on standby 24 hours and all that kind of shit. It just like wasn't rooted in in reality, you know. Mm. That's going to catch up to you eventually.
0: Yeah. But his midheaven was in Leo, so he was very Leo. Mm. He was very much the showman, very much the – if you think of Leo, you think of the Mid- lion, you Madonna. think of – Madonna, yeah, yeah, a leader, blah, blah, blah. He, so that's where his life was going. Mm-hmm. Your midheaven is where your life is going. So the Leo was very much a part of Prince's makeup, um, But very Neptune in energy and I must admit being a moon in Pisces – I don't see the Gemini as much as the Piscean energy because right. Piscean is very imaginative. Yeah, it makes up names of people. It makes mm-hmm. up names of bands. It yeah. makes up shit that isn't real, but makes it happen. Yeah, it's very Piscean. It's very fairytale like. Yeah, yeah. Like if yeah. you're a Piscean, you love to watch Sleeping Beauty, and you think that's going to happen. You know. Yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah. Stuff. So he was very Neptune. Neptune in energy,
1: and he did. He did love sort of, um, you know, myths and movies. stories. He yeah. loved. That's why I love Batman. He yeah. loved. Yeah,
0: and that's very that that whole when you were kids and you grew up watching cartoons. That's the thing that's yeah. very You know, very ah uh, yep, yep. Um, but I, I, I mean, the Gemini thing would have been the salesman. I think Gemini's are fantastic salespeople. Like they really talk you through what they want to do and they yep. make you believe it's going to happen, you know. Yeah. But the ascendant in Scorpio is also very sexual. It's it's kind of like, you know, when you have an ascendant in a sign, it's like you walk into a party as that sign. So you might be an Aquarian. Yeah. But your ascendant might be Leo and you just have this, which you probably have. mm you, you look into the party and you're walking around, and everyone notices you like a Leo. Yeah. yeah. Yet you're quite Aquarian, which mm. is quite creative and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's Scorpio as Ascendant. Now, the Scorpio Ascendant is very sexual. It's very, I'm going to eat you. Yeah. Even though you're afraid of me. Yeah. There's that. And you don't even know you've got it. Mm. You kind of just pull people in with this look you've got. Like yeah. you've got this look, and people just find you. Really, yeah, drawn attractive, in. yeah, yeah. That's the Scorpio ascendant. But wow. look, I could go on about Prince's chart, but his Mercury was in Gemini, same as yours. Mercury yep. in Gemini is all about the twin discussing things in two different areas. So you might have a discussion that's totally weird to someone, yeah, and then it makes sense on the other side. The yeah, team, right, you know right, I mean? yeah. So Gemini is is, and I think that's where the Mercury in his songwriting. Like stuff like starfish and coffee, totally different from each other, mm. but very Gemini in a starfish and a coffee. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah,
1: I get it. Yep, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yep. So stuff like that, but they but they're really creative songwriters and very much a part of of what made his makeup. Mm. But I mean, I could go on for hours. But yeah, charts are, are really and and if you are into a Prince. Have a look at your astrological chart because you'll probably find you have aspects that are very similar to Prince. Yeah, right. You know oh, what I mean? Cool. Because you just think, oh, why am I so attracted to that? And yeah. You just do choose people like that. But, yeah, yeah. that's it. I thought Fantastic. I'd do that because he's very spiritual. And, yeah, brilliant. And we should really yeah, do some. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: There you go, guys. woo Prince in the 80s for you over two episodes. Please, we haven't played all the hits. Go and play all the hits for yeah. yourself. We hope we've sort of, you know, brought a little bit of obscurity and some sort of ideas to you and stuff that you may not have heard before as well as the hits, you know. So good on you guys. i just
0: taking you back to the 80s where we were inventive and we yeah. were a little bit crazy and we yeah. were a little bit different. Now I really think Facebook waters down people. But yeah, absolutely. Like it's like, oh, I've got to be like this person. Yeah. We weren't thinking like that in no. the 80s. When yeah. we were kids, we went to the cemetery and brought a crystal ball and did shit that we'd seen on the TVs and, you know, and we didn't care who was looking. Yeah, and that was the one thing Prince didn't care about—is who nah. fucking thought yeah. what about
1: him. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, didn't care. Amazing, amazing. We'll never see an artist like that again. I, I don't believe he—he he was incredible. And you know, you look at sort of all these big iconic artists these days. You look at them in the nineties. You look at them in the eighties. Madonna, Michael Jackson. Beyonce, Gaga, any of these guys sort of right throughout the last like 30, 40 years, they all had like huge teams of like writers and composers and musicians. Prince did it all, largely himself. I mean, of course he had sort of people he collaborated with and his backing bands and so forth at the end of the day. Prince was writing all this material himself, you know. Like it, it's incredible. It's incredible what he achieved. Really amazing. Absolutely.
0: And the work ethic was something that we'll never see again. Yeah,
1: yeah. Never. For real. Absolutely. Good on you guys. Thank you for listening. Do we have any shows we want to talk about? Any hellos oh. or anything like that? Um. It's different on a tribute, on a, on a, uh, on a, uh, when we're pl- uh, paying tribute to a bigger artist, isn't it? It doesn't feel right to fucking get off track, does yeah, it? Yeah, no. Like we that's haven't right. had an ad or you know done just a just subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the show. Yeah, like share, rate, review, and subscribe.
0: Absolutely, and we've Follow got us. Patreon as well.
1: We do absolutely become a Patreon. Advantage. Yeah, mm. for as little as a dollar a month for ten dollars a month you get all the extra episodes, which we probably th- should think about uh, recording <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> one right. very soon. We do won't be doing to one tonight. Yeah, uh, we won't be. It'll, it's it'll, getting quite late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on you guys. It'll come out soon. But lots of love to all of our listeners, especially our patrons. It's all for you guys. We hope you've enjoyed the last two episodes. We certainly have. Good on you.
0: Absolutely, and you can join us on the mixtape tour in Albury. That's the next one. Beautiful. We're coming to Band Style, and we're coming back to the Wedge in All a Sale next year.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, but yeah, look, thank you for your for your support. Yeah, with whatever.
1: Yeah, love it, and message us on social media as well, guys. Yeah, the Eighties Montage. If it's music, made Nadies or, or cool, cool shit from, from the, the eighties, eighties, we're gonna talk about it.
0: Unreal. See ya. Bye. Shaka-laka. Oh! Oh, oh, oh. Ah, ah, ah,